Welcome to our Pnimi. This is Saratova Beth. A short thought before Shavua. So before we do a few minutes of the Mimer, here is the um, the uh, here is the commentary on Shavuos. Um, we said in the last the last audio, this Shavuos was um, we knew that it was going to be very intense, and we were right. Oh my! <laughs> and if you listen to the the past audio, because to say, say it in very short, if Hashem looks into Tyra and creates the world at every moment from the Tyra, he created a very intense year. You can't get an, squeeze an, you can't squeeze an intense year out of a very uh, low-key Matan Tyra. You're obviously, uh, an intense year comes from an intense Matan Tyra. So we are now gearing up for the intense Matan Tyra. And Baruch Hashem, we're all feeling the intensity even before Matanaira. Now, commentary on that. Editor's note. Everybody has a different excuse. Not everybody realizes it's the Parsha. But I've noticed all the creative um, excuses people have for why they feel intense. This one, his knee, his back, his toe, uh, his brother, his sister, is this, is that, his, his car, his... Is you, you name it. Everybody, you know, it's because people say, no, no, it's not because I'm on tire. It's because whatever, they canceled my flight to Florida. Or it's because, uh, you know, whatever, the plumber didn't. Everybody has a different excuse. None of it is that. Hashem has his way of giving everybody that intensity before Matantara because Matantara is clearly intense. Now, I'm going to postulate, by the way, I told this to somebody yesterday, she said it made her feel much better, didn't make me feel much better. <laughs> but I'm going to postulate that what's happening is that the light of Matantara this year is so intense, it is the revelation of Tara Chadasha, you know, Tara Chadasha through Mashiach, it is a we hope it's a full revelation, and at the very worst, God forbid, it's a giant step in that direction, a giant, a giant piece of Tarukhadasha unfolding. So um, you need a very big vessel, essentially. You need a very, um, a very wide cup to take such a big pouring out. You know, if you turn on the faucet. Um, you ever try to, I know this, I, you know, I'm sure people don't like these mundane examples, but do you ever try to um, add a little extra water to the shampoo bottle um, to just get the last little bit? Or there are two kinds of people. One kind of person sees that the shampoo is almost finished, just throws it out. That's the younger crowd. The older crowd tries to add a little bit of extra water to the end so that they get that extra shampoo. Depends on your age. But um, ever try to fill up that bottle from a uh, from a shower? Um, because the water is intense and strong and going in many different directions. And the opening to the shampoo bottle is very small. So it doesn't work very well. Or even holding it to the, the sink and the faucet is producing a strong flow most of it isn't going to get into that bottle. You need to take off the top and even, you know, and and open up the vessel so that the water can go in. So what does that have to do with us? What it has to do with us is the vessels are pretty small. Um, and, the, and the 
what's pouring down the light is very big. Um, if you're feeling some level of discomfort in this week, um, first of all, welcome to the club. <laughs> and secondly, you can assume that your vessels are a little too small for the light. No shame, no blame. Just, um, you know, well, what do they expect? Nobody really trained me. So our vessels are being gently or not so gently being opened up to receive the revelation of Torah Chadasha, of Tyra, this modern Tyra. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I guess one thing to keep in mind is Hashem is running the whole thing. You can just relax. <laughs> you can just relax and ask him what he needs you to do while he's running it. Just tell him to give you gopher jobs, you know, what you want me to go for. Just give me jobs, Hashem, and I will just do them one after another, and it's all going to be good. Okay, so we're just going to do a few minutes of the mimer. Um, it's based on, this is the mimer of Tavshin Yud Aleph, Chaz Geshevus. It's based on the Pasuk, Alpayim Shonakad Matarila Briyat Hashel Island. The the Tyra came 2,000 years before the creation of the world. That's interesting. What does it mean? That I will be, um, loosely translated, um, Amun, um, I, I guess the craftsman, and it will, Shashuim uh, is like a plaything every day. Hashem's day is a 1,000 years. And the physical Rebbe explains, we have to understand something. Alpayim Shana, 2,000 years? You have Tyra before the world? Of course, the simple question was, so, you know, what were they doing for those 2,000 years? Just imagine it. What is Tyra doing for those 2,000 years before the world? Well, by the way, that's probably why you're feeling the way you're feeling now. Because we are now pre-Matan Tyra. In a sense, we are pre the Taira coming down into the world. So we're probably, right now, we're probably literally experiencing this Alpayim Shandakad Matayla item. This level, obviously, is not just in time. You know, what's Taira doing for 2,000 years? I don't know. There's no one to talk to. But whatever Taira is going through, without a world and without us, it's something very, very intense. No wonder you're feeling intense this week. So, um, so here's the question. Time, isn't it something that happened when the world was created? Hashem made something out of nothing. When did he do that? When he created the world. So, and one of the things he made out of nothing that didn't exist before was time. Time. So how can you say that 2,000, there was no time. There was 2,000 years of Tyra before the world. Well, how did they know that there was 2,000 years of Tyra before the world? They didn't have time. I'm going to digress for a second because this idea of how did they know, um, somebody that I know once, um, a relative, a non-firm relative of theirs said, um, how can you dress your children, it was a summer day, how can you dress your children in those three-quarter sleeves? It's really, it's cruel, it's mean, and those 
dresses and long dresses, it's mean, it's hot outside, they need to be cool, you shouldn't do that to children, etc. So the person asks their their relative, it's hot? How do you know it's hot? How would you know it's hot? They said, what do you mean? Of course I know it's hot. They said, but you're telling us that if you dress in lighter clothes, you don't feel hot. Hence, you know, young children shouldn't wear those kind of modest clothes because they'll feel hot. But that implies that the person who wears immodest clothes doesn't feel hot. They don't even know what the word hot means. So how do you know it's hot? You're in sleeveless, etc. They said, what do you mean it's hot? I feel that it's hot. So they answered, ah, you feel that it's hot? They feel that it's hot? You both feel that it's hot. Might as well be modest, semiotic. So, right, so with this idea, how did they know that it was 2,000 years? They didn't have a watch. Nobody had a watch. Nobody had a phone to check. Nobody had a clock on the wall. There was no time. So what's that about? So we find this farm, Sheikh Shusha Mamraza, that it is a big question. What is this 2,000 years thing? That the Taira is 2,000 years before the world. Because not only that, how did we get time? Time came in through the, the iris, the sun and the moon, and the stars. And it says, So, again, same question. Nobody has a watch. There is no such thing as time. How do you say it? And obviously, the Kavana in Alpayim Shana, this 2,000 years, is according to us knowing time now. You know, imagine if there were the, the sun and the moon and the stars and all that, then you would have called what it was 2,000 years. But obviously, what we're going to come to is the Tyrus 2,000-something corresponding to time. There's an energy in Tyra that's so above the world that it corresponds to what would be in time 2,000 years. Which, just to stop on this for a minute, well, no wonder you're having a hard time this week. Because Tyra is so far above the world, we're opening up to this massive thing. We're getting ready. We're stepping into that zone. So it feels very chaotic. And at the same time, when we step into that zone, ah, ah, much better. Because you're above the insanity of the world. So far, we know it's crazy when you're in the world. For instance, I'm thinking now, I'm happy to cook the different things that I'm going to cook. But how am I going to get the food into the house? And then when I picture, even with my car going to Empire Kosher, they only have 10 parking spots, and they probably have 200 cars approaching. And on top of that, they have a street fair, a street market today. Yay, right outside. That will be super fun. So I am, you know how they say I'm dreading? I'm dreading going shopping. I feel like I'll have to come back and sleep for three hours. 
That's not – so where do we feel the exhaustion, the dread, the overwhelm, the overload, the chaos in the world? That's why I'm learning a mind right now. <laughs> well, I don't have to go to Empire Kosher. It's in the world where the chaos is. When you step up, step up to Alpine Shana, the two Elif, the then – and Shana, the, the, the Shino, you, you step into a place where the changes, the, sh- sh- the Shana, the, sh- the Shino, the changes are Elif, Alefcha Chachma Alefcha Bina, to that place where Hashem says, I will teach you wisdom. Ah, there it's peaceful in that place. I'm out of the chaos of the world. So, of course, it's way higher than the world. And really, Hashem invites us at any moment Step into the cool waters of Tyra when you're beeping and honking and trying to get into that narrow little parking lot and, oh my, (laughs) Um, no wonder people just take the shopping carts home and walk them. When you're trying to do that, that's where the chaos is. But the peace is available at any moment, stepping into the world of Tyra. So we can say, though, just going on to one other explanation, in a deeper way, the question is, speaking about time, time and space, love it, that's where we struggle. What is the union of time? Time is, there was a past, there's a present, there's a future. Remember the way it used to be? Uh, Those were the good old days. And now it's this, and then it will be that. That's time. And even in a small amount of time, there are changes. There are even changes from the beginning of the sentence. When you're saying a sentence, by the time you finished it, you're a different person. Just by the time you finish the, the sentence. How do we know? Just watch Washington, Washington newscast. Um, our fearless leader says, uh, yes, so I wanted to tell everybody about, uh, what we're going through today, uh, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Okay, anyway, right? So you see, <laughs> you see very powerfully that from the head of Adam, the representative in today's world that represents the head of Adam, the president of the United States of America, that he's teaching us something. That you can start a sentence with one kavana, but by the time you got to the end of the sentence, time and space has changed. You're a different person. And therefore, you're not necessarily going to remember what you were trying to say at the beginning of the sentence, and you might not get to the end of the sentence, and then you'll just say, okay, whatever, anyway, and move on. It's not just, you know, an interesting thing to see, but we are being shown from Hashem a very powerful principle by this Representative of Edom, the world of time changes very, 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 very quickly. Micro changes in microseconds. And then in a long time, there are lots of changes. But that's only inside the world. Because in the world, everything changes. Everything changes all the time. But... But before the world was created, there was no Matthias of world, and therefore there were no changes. There was this comforting constancy, this 
this sense of, of, I guess, probably a deep peace that was there. Remember, in this idea of peace, just to recap the Sikh of Bamidbar, where the Rebbe says, the Rebbe says that in this world of constant, constant changing every single second, if we do not live with the, with knowing what we're, what we're here for, we will be, we will feel all the, we will feel all the time, I'm getting text messages so they're buzzing in my ear, we will feel all the time that we are being ripped to shreds. Hmm, a lot of people feel that way this week. Bas Shabbos, Bas Manucha. When Shabbos and Matan come along, they bring us peace. And if we don't feel what we're here to accomplish in life, we will feel not just a little unpeaceful, very unpeaceful, very, very, very unpeaceful. The Rebbe calls it Shtendik Umru, Shvaltim Panander, a constant lack of peace that rips them apart. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all inside the world. So, here's the question. What is this, so how does this 2,000 years energy, how does that solve it all? You're talking about Heder Ashinuim, Nitzchis, eternity, something that doesn't change. And so, that means, even if you're inside of time, Imagine that there's a concept, there's an energy of eternity that even if you're inside the inside time, it doesn't weaken it. So what do we know? That even though time um, does not weaken it and does not strengthen it, in other words, time doesn't make eternity stronger or weaker. So if eternity doesn't make time stronger or weaker, what do we care if it's 1,000 years above the world or 2,000 years above the world? More or less. And the answer is because it's eternal. And when, when something's eternal, it doesn't change with time. But we're talking about, so we're talking about Tyra doesn't change with time. It doesn't get stronger. It doesn't get weaker. But it exists in time. That's why kviyas itim letayra. You know, okay, what time are you going to learn today? How many minutes are you going to learn, etc. Inserting an energy that does that doesn't change with time. It isn't in time, and you're putting it into time. Um, and then this tayra has a connection to all the other things that fit into time. And therefore, so again, connected to all the other things that have to do with time, but the question is even deeper. Time itself is a briachadasha, new creation that was created in a way of something from nothing. It's not like there was like sort of a type of time, a precursor to time, and then we had the real thing. There was no such thing as time. It came out of nowhere. 
Just like the existence of space came into being, never existed. There was no such thing as space, a place. There was no such thing. And there was no such thing as time. But, and that was for, so to speak, that was before the world. What's called, so to speak, 2,000 years. So, again, what we said about time. And time and space are connected to each other. That's what makes up the world, time and space. You know, um, gee, where do we get, go to get, the, to get on the bus to go to Baltimore? Right here. And it's late. Right? That's it. Now that's time and space. And so it gives us even one more question, and then we're going to quickly do the answer and sum up. What is this 2,000, Alpayim Shana, 2,000 years, Indian that came before the world and is all about the creation of the world? And the answer is, the Fidegreb explains, of course we don't mean time, we mean Myla. Tyra is infinitely above the world. But how much is it above the world? Whatever that means, infinitely. Alpayim Shana. Tu alafim. Hashem says, I will give you, I will teach you wisdom in a way of Chachma and Bina. The idea of Meichen, which is, you know, Meichen is higher than the world. And we know that when the world began, it came from Midas, that are, came into the world so you could have a world. As it says, Before the world was created, there has to be Before Hashem is going to create the world, He needs to create six... That's interesting. He had to create six days. First, He had to have time. Because if He's going to create the world in six days... First, you have to have this six days thing within which, through which, you can create the world. And those are the six midas. The six days, six midas. And through those six midas, you have the heaven and the earth. Heaven goes on the upper worlds. Earth goes on the lower worlds. But Maishin, intellect, and I guess the intellect of Hashem and our intellect, as it unifies with Hashem, that's above the world. They are on their own. They don't do anything. You know, when a person is sitting and thinking, he's in himself. He's thinking within himself. He's not, if he's speaking, he's telling you, you know, so what are you thinking? Nothing, I'm just by myself. You know, the kid's like, I just want to be by myself and think. Or just anybody says, I want to be by myself and think. Whereas I want to speak, you have to have somebody to speak with or to. So, this thinking, this intellect, it's above the world. It's not reaching out. And the same thing down here. When you have a mida, oh, I want to be kind, I want to be a little more strict, I want to be this, I want to be that, you need somebody else to receive it. And if you're going to speak, just have somebody to talk to. And the whole union of midas is only when there's someone else there. Even when you work on these midas in yourself, think you're trying to create good midas, but for what? You know, to treat somebody else well. But intellect? Not only that you don't need somebody else to 
to really develop your mind, you know, to be thinking deeply, um, a little bit, um, they get in the way. You know, do me a favor. Could we talk later? I'm trying, you know, no, I don't want to walk with somebody else. I need to think. So otherwise it's going to get all chatty. So my thing is, if you don't mind, I'd rather be by myself. And Midas are, hi, let's walk together because I have something to give you of my Midas. And my thing is, uh, no, 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 you need to think. The inner of my is for itself. Now, for Hashem's mission also, when Hashem is expressing his need, he's like, I would like to create a world and all the things that are in there and everything that you need. But when Hashem is, so to speak, into mission, he's, he's thinking, so to speak, whatever that would look like. And up up there. So the Indian of Midas is for the world, by Hashem. And the Indian of mission is for himself, of intellect is for itself, himself. And even though the etim of above, and so, sorry, that's a cryptic sense. Even though the etim above does not need even the light down here, the essence doesn't need all that light. Sila says it says, it doesn't need the mice of Chachman Bina, Alpine Shana. Remember, Chachman Bina, Hashem's thinking, so to speak, is his Chachma and his Bina. And he wants to teach it to us, ultimately. And that's the 2,000. The Aleph, Aleph Chachma, Aleph Chabina. So, but the Seder is that the light, as it is for itself, Meichin, Hashem's thoughts, and then it can come down to be given to someone else. So let's say it in ver- and let's finish this sentence. And that's what Alpayim Shada, Kadmatar Libriyasa Shalaylam. That's what it all means. As it says, it will be a plaything for me day day, that the Tyra comes from Maifin higher than Midas. Okay, and we'll sum up there and I'll just make a social comment. So, what are we preparing for now? Hashem is, well, we know that Hashem retreats into himself, Erev Rosh Hashanah. It kind of sounds like, and I don't want to be quoted on this, if Hashem is going up to Tyra, to a deeper level of Tyra, today, tomorrow, Shabbos, preparing to go up to a deeper level of Tyra to ultimately bring it down to us, Matan Tyra, he's going to give us a gift on the first day of Shavuot. But in order to give us a gift, he has to go deeply up into himself, high into himself, into his intellect. It's called a Shana. The Alevcha Chachma Alevcha Bina. The place of his Chachma and his Bina of his wisdom. And he's going into it in a way, way, way deeper place this year. And so, that would maybe explain why, I, I, again, I'm just hypothesizing, that famous story of the Rebbe Rashab and the Friedrich Rebbe, that they were walking together and it was a really beautiful encounter. And suddenly, and I guess there was a, something they were discussing. And suddenly the Rebbe Rashab pulled away or seemed to pull away. And he was deep in thought. Now we know why he was deep in thought. He was deep in thought because he was going to a much higher and deeper place in order to explain the next concept to his son. So he had to withdraw from his son, pull away. 
The net effect for the first second or two was that his son felt very alone, very abandoned, very alone. Again, as whatever one would, that would whatever that would feel like if one is a static. We know what it feels like as plain people, but we're assuming that the Friedrich Rebbe, as a, as a young boy, didn't feel what we feel, but in its much holier form. So whatever that sense of abandonment from one's father or that detachment and aloneness would feel like as a tzaddik, this probably, possibly, is what's happening in these days before Matan Hashem's the father, we're the son. And he's going up into Mikeh. It's true, he creates the world through media, through relating to us. But this isn't, we're not, this is not Rosh Hashanah. This, this Shabbos is not Rosh Hashanah. And if it is, please somebody call me later and tell me quick because I didn't arrange a seat in any show. So I hope it's Shavuos, right? And I made cheesecake, so I didn't want to get the wrong Yantas. So it's not Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, the world is created, or the, you know, a few days before, you know, Chafei the world is created. No, 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 that's, you know, Midas, Hashem is relating to the world and creating the world, reaching down to us. This is Matan Taira. Hashem is going to give us a gift. But he certainly doesn't want to say, us to say, oh my goodness, did you save that gift from last year, Hashem? You know, did you just, you know, I know I took off the wrapping paper really quickly. Did you quick hide it on the shelf in the back of your closet so that you could just repackage the same old thing with the old wrapping paper from last year? Did you do that, Hashem? He does not want that to happen. He's not planning to give us the old recycled wash and rinse and just put it out for them again, Tyra. That's this year is going to be a new Tyra. In fact, every year is a new Tyra. For it to be, for him to sincerely give us a brand new Tyra, obviously he has to, so to speak, go to a brand new place within himself and produce from deep within himself that brand new Tyra. So he's going to retreat into himself. And by the way, one more thing. Okay, I'll give you the bad part first and then the good part. If he's going to give us a brand new Tyra, he has to retreat into himself. It's just like the Rebbe Rashab. So he's going to go very up, very high. And we're going to feel awful. <laughs> Disconnected, alone, chaotic, um, down in the mouth, disempowered, small. All, you name it, all the stuff. Just like one could have felt when the Rebbe Rashab pulled away. When Hashem is, so to speak, pulling away. But why was the Rebbe Rashab? And by the way, maybe a lot of people are feeling that this week, but this one blames it on his Z, and the other one hurt his toe, and the other one, his computer crashed, and the other one they, needs new brakes on his car. And everybody has a different excuse. Nah. The yacht. It's the disconnect that's happening, I think, before Matan Taira. So, but why was the Rebbe Rashab, why did the Rebbe Rashab pull away from his only, from his, from his son? Because he wanted to give his son a way deeper Taira 
than he was giving him in the moments before. And that required retreating high up and deeply into himself and deeply into the depths of the core of Tyra and Hashem. And then figuring out a way to pull it down and bring it down to his son. And that's what's probably happening to us. So that Alpayim Shana Kadma Tayla Maybe Hashem is retreating into that Alpayim Shana, that place of Chachman Bina. But then Alpayim is Aalevcha. Chachma Alevcha Bina. I will teach you. The whole point is Hashem is saying, See you in Shul. Sunday morning. I'm going to give it to you. You'll feel better by Sunday morning. You'll see. You'll even feel better right after Lichbenshin. Because, kind of like Schaefer blowing, but a different, right? I am going to bring all of that that I retreated up there to, to get down to you. And together, says Hashem, we will heal, purify, illuminate, transform, etc. The world, as it is the world of changes. And we will together make this from a changing world to a world of eternal good. And we say, Hashem, we're ready. We're ready. We'll all be there by Matantari, the Asera Sedibras. Please take us to the Gula Mitis Fashlema immediately now. Wishing everybody Kabbalah Tatar of Besimcha, and all those who need to be healed before Shavuos should, will be healed, Amen, and all those who need all the other things, Yeshua's, Rafuas, Shaduchim, all of that should all happen before this Shavuos. Good chance to everyone.